You're listening to the Art of Living Well podcast with Father Ian Van Heusen. Hi, Father Ian Van Heusen here. Uh, so I'm with Rob Agnelli. We're continuing our conversations about the virtues of Mary. And the, the next one is constant self-denial, um, which has very negative connotations in our culture and in the church world especially because, um, you know, we don't fast anymore, things like that. Don't get me started on that. Yeah, I think but we talked about that last time. We right? did, we did, yeah. we did. All right, but before we get into that, I want to talk about, I think it's actually much simpler and much more practical and beneficial, even on a natural level, this idea of mortification. I'll give an example from my own life. Completely practical. This isn't spiritual in any way, and outside of the fact that I'm an integrated person and mm-hmm. everything's tied with my spiritual life. What I'm finding as I approach 40, I'm going to be 40 in a couple of weeks, um, if I if I have a night where I don't sleep well and I'm really like exhausted the whole day, I find that it's better that if I don't take a nap during the day and try to push through as much as possible. I, it's not always perfect. Sometimes I might have to like like do a nap sitting up and then try to catch up on sleep the next night and get back into the rhythm of sleep. Versus and but what I've learned is is like in little ways when you deny yourself in those little things. And like you stick to certain kinds of disciplines and things, it has huge payoffs, right? Yeah, and it, it's really small things anyway that you have to deny yourself in, right? Because those are the ones that are, I think, more tempting yeah. to, to give into, right? Like the little handful of chips, right? Yeah. Just, I'm just gonna have the one handful of chips. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and those are really easy. I think what ultimately comes down to, right? Uh, there's a story I always love. Um, this, uh, it's about a Navy SEAL who, um, he was talking about going through SEAL training, which you know is really yeah. rough, right? And, and this, uh, this guy, I guess they have like Hell Week. Yeah. And this guy that he was going through Hell Week were, with um, was kind of struggling to get through it, right? I think this is the time where they, most of them drop out. Yeah. Um, and he would essentially, each time he would um, go to a meal, right? So for breakfast, he'd go, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to leave after, I'm going to tap out after lunch. Right? And he'd get through and he'd go have lunch and he'd have, well, I've already made it halfway through the day. I'm going to tap out after dinner. Right? And he made it through the whole weekend and ultimately through all the, all the SEAL yeah. training. Right? But what, what's beautiful about it, one, is if we look too far out, it becomes way harder. Right? To, like, you know, if you look mm-hmm. at you want to lose 50 pounds, uh, you know, like, that's a lot of self-denial. If you look yeah. at like, oh, today you know, I just want to do this. I, I just don't want to snack between meals. It's way easier, right? So, so some of it is just our, our vision, right? Our vision of understanding, like, God is here and now. Um, and, you know, because you, you can imagine what Our Lady would have gone through a little bit, right? Of, like, early on, she sort of starts to understand what it means to be the mother of, of the Savior, right? Yeah. And, and how much suffering she's going to have to watch him go through, and it's going to, you know, pierce her own heart too, right? How do you stay in, like, here and now, knowing that that's coming, yeah, right? And, and, and in a certain respect, you do it by preparing for that moment later well, on, moment to moment. I think it's kind of a weird analogy or weird, weird thing to connect it with, but I think there's some enlightenment and truth in this. Is, isn't that part of the torture of death row? Is that you know the specific time when you're going to die. And yeah, so yeah, I mean, for, I, sure. for a mom, that would be that the, the idea that you know that your son is going to be tortured and die yeah. would be a very disturbing reality. Yeah, yeah, and so, so she, but, and yet she's still joyful. Right? Exactly. Still joyful knowing 
yeah. like that that's coming down the road. She could still, you know, enjoy being in his presence. She could still, all those things that, you know, like if yeah. you're so future oriented. Um, and so that's why I think what, it, what mortification ultimately does, I think is frees us up to, or, or at least opens up the present moment for us to be free. Yeah. Right? Because when I say no to the chips, that's a free act. Right? Like, I'm not being driven by hunger, impulse, anxiety control, whatever. That's me saying no. Like, mm -hmm. and in my no, it, it opens up a long yes to something else. Right? Yeah. I'm debating because I, I wanted to draw in a little Alcoholics Anonymous. Let's do that, and then I want to come back to the idea of, of the perfection of the Blessed Virgin Mary in our Lord. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, have, I think, have a lot of misunderstandings about that. But, you know, one of the things I learned with, so in seminary, as part of our psychology class, we had to go to an Alcoholics Anonymous mm -hmm. as part, a part of our, and one of the things, they talked about these kind of, these kind of mental tricks to, to stay sober. So like, don't think about staying sober for a year or 10 years. Think of staying sober for the next hour. And then they say, think of staying sober for the next five minutes or the next 10 minutes, right? And, and that's kind of getting at this idea of mortification. If you can just get through the next five minutes or the next 10 minutes. Because um, a lot of times the way that works with that temptation is if they can push through 10 minutes, then they come to a rested state and the, the desolation passes, if yeah. you will. Yeah, I mean, we, like, in working out, I always have the, oh, I, I could do anything for 30 seconds. Right? Yeah. You know, anything. And then, you know, 30 seconds has passed. Well, I just did it for 30 I'll do it for 30 seconds more. Yeah. Right? And, and it, I mean, it, it, in a lot of ways, it's really unpleasant. Um, but as you begin to enter into it, it the, the unpleasantness sort of goes away a little bit, right? And you realize what it's doing to you and what it's turning you into, you know, and, and you're okay with it, right, all yeah. of a sudden. Well, I found that because I've been working with a trainer because I'm not very disciplined. So it is a great way to stay on track. It's been months. Have other people yell at you, so yeah. it's a good idea. He didn't yell yeah. at people. But the, oh, the, <laughs> he's not a good trainer. Then you just have someone yelling at you. <laughs> but the, uh, the funny thing with that I found is that like early on with the workouts, there was a kind of fear. Like, you know, when you're so exhausted, you're like, I can't do anymore. You're like, I'm going to hurt myself. Yeah. Or and, and over time, you realize this is completely irrational. Yeah. You know, yeah, oh. and, and I mean, even the like the moment to moment thing, right? What, what you're doing, like we have to we have to get in the logic of mortification, right? Because what we want to do is run ahead of grace, yeah. right? But what mortification does is opens up the grace to the present moment, right? It's coming at us, yeah. um, which is what Our Lady was doing ultimately, right? She was she was in that moment, not worried about what's coming next because God's got that. Like yeah. I'm here and now. This is where. Yeah. Um, so the, 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 again, we, we talked about already the desire to control. Yeah. Yeah. So going, switching gears to the whole idea of perfection. So th there was a Twitter and I, I, thankfully I've not spending spending as much time on Twitter lately. Um, though we still post a Twitter, mostly Tim doing, it. I don't know if I should be saying that out loud, <laughs> but, um, but well, so this Dominican talked about, they were talking about, did, did Jesus cry as a baby? Um, and he said, well, you know, he was very, and Twitter is vicious this way. He just said very innocently, he said, look, just keep in mind that with any discussions of our Lord and, and, and by extension a bit, the Blessed Virgin Mary, he's perfect. And so his passions, his emotions are perfectly ordered. Well, five tweets later, it becomes this, the Dominican said that Jesus never cried and that crying is because of original sin mm -hmm. and like sin. Well, it's not even just original sin. It's like personal sin. Yeah. Like your baby is like offending you by crying or some or is offending God. It's like, it's not what he said. Yeah, I, remember I wrote an article one time asking, did Jesus have the terrible twos? Yeah. Right. Like same thing where, where, uh, you know, no, he didn't have the terrible twos, but did he cry? Yes. Because that's the normal way a 
a child at that age communicates. Right? Yeah, but it would have been perfect crying, perfectly tired. Whatever that looks like, right? Whatever that looks yeah. like, it would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah. It, it probably the, would have been, you know, sounded good, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But then, so, so there's two extremes when it comes to perfection. The one tendency, which is more the modern tendency, which is Jesus and Mary are just like us. They're no different. So Jesus had the terrible twos because he was fully human. It's yeah. like, no, 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 he's still perfect. Yeah. He's still the omniscient God, omnipotent God. Yeah. The other extreme that sometimes I think people have in their imagination is that they're so completely different than us, that, that especially our Lord, and then by extension, the Blessed Virgin Mary, because she's conceived without original sin. They're so dramatically different than us that there's no connection between our experience and their experience. Yeah, and that, this is why Mary is so important to, the, to our lives and our interior lives, right? Because she's the bridge between Christ's perfection and the perfecting of what grace can do to us, right? This yeah. is why she's a beautiful model, first of all. That's a good point. And she's a model of what, what, if you let grace completely take over your, like none of us will get there to that, but she is the model of what grace can actually do, right, to us. And, and so she makes Jesus way more approachable than, uh, you know, than if we didn't have her, if, if she wasn't, you know, in this mode of perfection. Um, to me, that, that's what makes her imminently relatable, right? Yeah. Because, you know, this is why, you know, people give themselves under her care, right? Is because yeah. she's, she can actually, Jesus has empowered her to lead us in that direction. And this is precisely the point that St. Louis Montfort makes, is that true devotion to Mary leads to true devotion yeah. to Jesus it's, Christ. It's just a bridge, right? It's, it's just a bridge, bridge. between, yeah. you know, the, the, the God-man and the, the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is a, an important insight to make. So in this regard, the Blessed Virgin Mary would have experienced the pull, the tug of her human nature. Well, I would say the, she experienced temptation, but of course she overcome it. But just, never interior, right? Like all temptation would come from the exterior. That's a good right? point. That's, so a, that's, that, a good that's the difference, right? Like there was no interior temptation. It was not because of her Yeah, because she had virtue, right? Like, and she, she yeah, had, yeah. you know, her virtue was always growing, but she had perfect virtue. And so she would never experience the temptations like you and I feel of the pull of the flesh, yeah. right? But certainly like the worldly temptations and the temptations of the devil, you know, she could have so, easily So if we were been, fleshing that out, for example. So for example, um, it wouldn't be something in her wounded nature that would pull her to the, what, that, what was lowly because her nature was not wounded with original sin. But hypothetically, she didn't drive a car, but if she was driving a car and somebody cut her off in traffic, she would experience the negative emotions associated with that. Yeah, she like was just it, in control of them though, right? Like yeah, they, were, yeah. they were always fitted to the moment, right? Which is, again, why we call her Our Lady of Sorrows because she experienced sorrow because she had perfect control over it. Way, way deeper than we could ever, we well, could ever control, experience. Well, and control understood as like mastery as well. Mastery, yeah, that's yeah, a better the word. Passions, way better word, yeah, way yeah, better yeah. word, right? Yeah. Like she, she could put them to orient them towards their proper Well, end. you know, one of the things, I, I got this image when I was doing the surfing trip to Puerto Rico with some, some guys from Wilmington, um, some Catholic guys. Surfing is a good image of, of, of self-mastery. The wave, you can't, like the wave, you can't force the wave to do anything. Mm -hmm. It's gonna, the wave's this gonna do This is a great it. analogy. Like yeah. This. And, but you have to ride it. And so, you know, with her emotions, all the, what you're saying is like the circumstances of life press themselves upon us and create a physical, biological response, which is what our emotions are. And then that overflows into our intellect and our reason. 
But for the Blessed Virgin Mary, when those negative experiences were visited upon her, she knew exactly how to react. Yeah, with the, the reason- proper amount of emotion. I mean, this is what happens when we, when we grow in virtue, right? Like you exactly. eventually, you respond in the way, like things still make you angry, but yeah. that's always, you know, in an ordered way. Exactly. And it's not like the stoic calm or even the Buddhist calm, because no. that's the Buddhist and the stoic. Because no, that's the, not human, right? Yeah. Like that is not human. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's as part much of the, as, and, they, and actually they would agree with it because that their goal is not to be human. And in certain yeah, senses, sure. go beyond. Yeah, for what, sure. For that's sure. kind of the concept. Yeah. yeah and, they, and sometimes we can, we, we can um, think that Our Lady and Our Lord were Stoics, yeah. right? And not, not fully Which human. is what the people did on Twitter. Like they made jokes about it, like, oh, the Stoic Thomist, whatever. It's like, he didn't, he didn't, the guy, the guy didn't even say that Jesus didn't cry. Yeah. I, at one point I had to stop and like in the tweet thread, I probably spent too much time, <laughs> which is why I'm not on Twitter anymore. But I was like, neither him nor I at a certain point, I was like, we never said Jesus never cried. He never said that. Like you yeah. totally read that in, but that's all other. That's a whole other t- Yeah, you know, I, I just completely derailed the I'm conversation. I'm trying not to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> derailed the conversation. Yeah. But okay, so how to make this practical? I think it's just, you know, brainstorming little ways of denying yourself. So here's, a, here's one for, for families. It's late at night, and this is what I've been thinking about recently when I was talking about at the beginning. It's late at night, you're tired, it's eight o'clock. You're like, I just want to sit and watch television and veg out and eat these snacks. What if you took 15 minutes, got up and did some dishes or cleaned a bathroom and just and tried to be meditative, right? Yeah. What you, like those little, little denials. Yeah, I, I found for me personally the, the, the best thing to do um, because uh, throughout the day I'll, I'll get distracted and, and maybe I'll go look at something on the internet or the, yeah. gotta know what the news is going on. I found that if I asked the question, why? Why am I, do- well, why am I doing this? And uh, you know what I almost find? Like, I don't want to go through the discomfort of starting that thing I've got to start yeah. or, or finishing that thing. It's almost always discomfort, right? And so that's where mortification fits in. Mortification forces us to, to, to confront the discomfort and then to go through it until we don't even respond to the discomfort anymore, right? Okay. So if I'm in a habit of going, yeah, I don't really want to start this thing. Uh, I'm going to spend you know, five minutes looking at the news to turn into 45 minutes. Um, where if I just would have confronted the discomfort, I would have been fine. And, but if I don't have the habit of, come, of even recognizing what's making me uncomfortable um, through mortification, then I'm never going to do that, right? And, yeah. and even just from a, like a practical standpoint, that's a really valuable skill to learn. Yeah. Is, you know, and, and that ultimately, right, goes to my motive, right? Like, choose the thing that has more of the cross in it, right? Because the cross is the path to life. The cross is uncomfortable, right? It's not, these, not necessarily this big, giant thing. But the thing that looks the most unpleasant, do it first because it's got more of the cross in it. That's a good place to end. Yep. Yeah, this was a great conversation about self-denial. Continue on with the virtues of Mary. Heck yeah, let's continue. Right. Thanks, Rob.